0: Keep more of your own money. Go to savewithconrad.com right now, and you'll get to skip your next two house payments. If you haven't already, you'll get to skip your June and your July payment. You're done until August 1st. And by the way, not only do you get to pocket your single biggest bill for the next two months, which is going to be a nice little reset button on your household finances, you're also going to save tens of thousands of dollars worth of unnecessary interest. We're routinely taking our listeners out of their 30-year loan and putting them in brand new 15-year loans cutting off five, 10, even 12 and 13 years off of their loan. Now, here's the great part by restructuring the debt, you get out of debt faster and with cheaper monthly payments and really add that up. There's 12 payments in a year, of course. And if you cut 12 years off of your loan, that's 144 payments. You're saving, add that up. And it isn't a gargantuan amount of cash you're going to save. And by the way, you don't need perfect credit to do this or money out of your pocket. But when you go to save with Conrad.com today, we're routinely helping our podcast listeners save more than a hundred grand. Just ask John in North Carolina who recently refinanced with us. He was able to cut nine years off of his loan and skip his next two house payments. All told he pocketed around five grand, which is really going to help him pay for his daughter's wedding coming up this fall. But most importantly, by cutting nine years off of his loan, he says he's saving more than $160,000. He says, we gave him five-star service and we will for you too. Just like we did for our pal, Jason in Minnesota. He says, I've been a part of six mortgage loans prior to this one, and I've never had an experience go so easily, absolutely zero stress. I would and have recommend this process to anybody looking to get a mortgage five stars, find out how easy it is to keep more of your money and get out of debt faster with cheaper monthly payments. And Hey, great news. If you've got credit card debt, we can make it go away just like that find out how much money you can save right now for free at savewithconrad.com nmls number 65084 equal housing lender oh and did we mention we're licensed in more than 40 states it sounds too good to be true but we can hook it up for you right now at first family mortgage get yourself a quick quote even talk to a live person at savewithconrad.com ladies and gentlemen
1: Jim Crockett for Arcade, 605 NWA TV title, Cajun Army, the Bunkhouse Stampede, Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express Tag Team, Turner, Boden, Mid South, Joint World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA. And- in promotion. Tony and friends thought they win. Look, Shivani's back again. World title split off. Center stage, Bischoff. Disney Hogan and Nitro. New World Order and the Crow. A Thunder Russo, Arcade Champ, Vinnie Mac, simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad. Not your classy podcast. Watch along, try not to laugh. Lois rules cat back. This wasn't the initial plan. Tom's like, a good-looking man. One like Bill, make a chair. Tommy, you come over here. What happened? w monday
2: and now let's go to the ring and here's your co-host hey hey it's conrad thompson
0: hey hey it's conrad thompson and you're listening to what happened when with the voice of your childhood and now aew dynamite tony Schiavone. tony what's going on man how are you Conrad, it's a wonderful day to be talking
2: to you as always. Hello, everybody. It's good to be with you. And, uh, thank you for all your nice support. And from what we've been doing over the past, uh, way, let's see, we've been doing our podcast since 2017.
0: Yeah. It's over three years now, buddy. We're nearly at the three and a half year mark. Can you believe it? It's amazing. It just, it just the old cliche is true. Time flies when you're
2: having fun. And we certainly have had some fun and we hope everyone else has. I, uh, I've had some, uh, pretty good fun over the last couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about that, man. You, uh, you got to pick up your old pal Jim Ross at the Atlanta airport. We hooked up a couple of dashboard cams and started what we're calling on the road again. And, uh, you know, the idea was, Hey, business is done at the bar, but you learn to hone your craft in the car. And that's what we've always heard is that you sort of sit under the learning tree, so to speak, riding up and down the roads, making towns. And I thought, Hey, this will be fun. Let's uh, capture the voices of our childhood and make it like grumpy old man, 2020, the wrestling version. And mm. people seem to be really digging it over at Adfreeshows.com shows.com and patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And then you get down there and well, it's a whole new ball game. It's daily's place there's no fans. People have to be tested before they come in. And, yeah. uh, it's the new way of life, but somewhere along the way, you guys do the first AEW pay-per-view with no crowd. And Tony, you've been a part of a lot of the major AEW shows. Of course you were there at the very first one as a fan in the front row of double or nothing back in Las Vegas. And Now, this one was, of course, a lot different. There's no fans. It's in Jacksonville. It was originally supposed to be in Las Vegas, a near sellout crowd, but the pandemic had other plans. But I got to tell you, you know, coming off of all these weeks of taped TV, I went in with pretty low expectations. And I was really surprised at at how great the show was and how well it came off as a fan watching from home. You were there. What did you think?
2: Well, I thought that, first of all, I thought the uh, stadium stampede match was much uh, more entertaining and incredible than I thought it would be, because I knew they had taped it the night before, and I was there, and it was, as many people have said, a cinematic wrestling match. Sure. But but it took so long to do it, Conrad, and and I'm sure it's been out there before, but for the fans who... Listening to us and don't realize it They were planning to start the taping at 9 o'clock As we, all, we Always do when we're taping TV Everybody's ready at 9 o'clock But we don't get taping at 9 o'clock So about 9.45 They started taping And they had so many things Planned so many different parts of the Stadium By 1 a.m. I, I, I was sitting At the gorilla position with, with uh, Tony Khan And by 1 a.m. I tapped out. I said, "I've had enough." I go back to the hotel room, and by like 3 a.m., uh, I'm I wake up and I hear thunder, and I hmm. think, "I hope they're done." And apparently, they weren't. the uh, The rains came. They had to put. They had to hold off, and then they finally finished up at like, I, I think they finished up at like at 5:30 or six.
0: So it was. A very, very long evening to crank out that 45 minutes worth of content, which is, you know, and listen, um, your old pal Jim Cornette was very, very critical of this. And of course, anytime he has a hot take about AEW, it goes viral and he was, you know, I'm disappointed in Tony and I'm disappointed in JR. And, um, here's the, here's my thing. If you didn't like the stampede, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun for what it was, but I'm able to sort of, uh, give everyone a pass, you and I've talked about this before, but I don't think a lot of these like empty arena style matches, the stuff without fans. I don't think that's going to wind up on many highlight reels just because it's so different. We're just, we're trying to do what we can just to get through the pandemic and have some sort of escape from reality with pro wrestling right now. And I, I think you have to give everybody a pass for trying to make the most Out of the current circumstance. I I understand how you could be critical of that match. Or the Boneyard match. Or the Money in the Bank match. I mean there's been a lot of these now. There's been four or five. and, And I understand how you could be critical of any or all of that. I really do. But at the same time. I think we sort of have to give a pass to everybody. Because you know this is. And I hate the word. But it's almost become the word in wrestling. Especially within WWE. This is an unprecedented time. It's not like there's a rule book where. Oh, well, in case of a pandemic, here's what you do. So we're doing our best to come up with stuff that we can do that's not going to feel boring or monotonous. And no one could watch that stampede match and say, well, this is boring and monotonous. So I thought it accomplished everything it was supposed to. I had
2: thought after I left and, and then I got back to the arena the next day for us to do the live show, and I was talking to everybody, I had thought that where this really going to turn out to be a clusterfuck. Yeah. That's just me. And then when I saw the edited version and we didn't, we, we called it live. We, we did not have a chance to sit down and watch it before it aired. So we, we were watching it as the fans were watching it. And then when I saw it, I'm thinking, you know what? That was entertaining as fuck. Right. So I enjoy it. And now for, you know, Listen, I know Jim has, has been critical of a lot of things that we do. That's fine. It, it, it will never change my impression of Jim Cornette because we've been friends and I like him,
0: man. And I gotta I, tell I, you, I love that you're saying that because we talk about the old stuff here on our right. show and, and really you didn't watch any wrestling until January of 2017. And I'll never forget. You sent me a text and he said, you motherfucker. I haven't watched this in nearly 20 years. And the first thing I have to see is someone named big Cass." Uh, yes. <laughs> but, Why is he on my TV? Yes, uh, but yeah. but the point is, you're back in wrestling now and you miss so much. So, what you have, the opinion you formed of of Jim Cornette was was set in stone thirty years ago. So, or or, or more so, I I don't know. I just feel like it's refreshing to hear you say, "Ah, eh, I don't think what I think of him, no matter what." That has nothing to do with you know some of his. Content he creates now because yeah, you, you, right. you know him in real life. And I think yeah. that's just normal and healthy and well adjusted. And if we ever see each other
2: again, which who knows, you never say never in wrestling. If I found out we ever see each other again? He will probably cut a promo on me.
0: Oh no. Well, it, and
2: you know, but it, it would all be in, he'll be serious, but it'll be a lot of fun too.
0: Well, yeah. he'll be serious, but you'll start laughing and then he'll start right. laughing and it'll be 1985 again. Right. Right. But.
2: I got to thinking about this and, and I, I heard J.R. told me that he and he was critical of us. And you've told me he is critical of us. The only response I have to that is, what do you think we were going to do? Do you think we were going to sit up there for 30 minutes and shit on what we were watching?
0: Well, no. See, that's the thing that, that I really, I mean, you guys got a little bit of criticism from fans online. And, and I would get tagged in that about how, oh, J.R. doesn't care, J.R., you know, people are just mean online. Oh, JR a drunk. Oh, JR is phoning it in. Oh, there's no passion in him. And I'm like, Hey, fuck off. First of all. Right. But, but secondly, uh, especially in a, in a match like this, even if, no, I'm not saying you did or didn't, but I'm saying even if you broadcasted or you're on the mic and, and there's something shitty happening on your monitor, uh, hello, we all live through WCW 2000. You have to do your job. Yes, your job, you're being put it over. Yes. My job is to put it over and to tell the story. And my God, we saw you do that better than most in 2000. And man, if you can call that shit from WCW 2000, buddy, you can call anything.
2: Well, you know, we've seen some stuff from WCW 2000 and I agree with that. Now, uh, after I've seen it many, many years,
0: Tony, you've been around the professional wrestling business my entire life or so it feels like. So I feel like by now you're probably an expert on pain and no, I'm not talking about the pain of being married to Lois for 40 years. I'm talking about the pain that you experience getting older, maybe an old sports injury or something that just happened like Lois's bike mishap. And lately I've been reading a lot about the relief that CBD offers for extreme aches and pains, but what if there was something better? than CBD? Well, I found it. It's called Leafa and it's a brand new relief cream that works on contact and you don't need a prescription for it. Leafa contains over 3000 milligrams of CBD and beta-karyophyllene. Plus it has menthol. For those that don't know, beta is another phyto compound like CBD, but instead of just reacting to receptors in the body, beta binds to them making it more powerful than just CBD alone. Leafa is the only formula on the market that contains these ingredients and they combine for a more fast acting targeted relief on contact. By the way, it feels really great with social distancing and sheltering in place. I've been trying to keep a little more active at home, but I'm not really that motivated because I'm tired and achy. I get really stiff and sore and I need some relief. I applied the Leafa to my joints, especially my left knee. And man, it felt really great. It absorbed fast and left no greasy residue. Leafa made my left knee feel so much better on contact. It smells great too. There's not like a bad medicine smell. But don't take my word for it. Try it for yourself. Experience Leafa's relief. It's a free $60 value during Leafa's nationwide free trial. Now, all you've got to do is pay the shipping. To get your free Leafa, just go to yourleafasupply.com. That's your leafasupply.com for your free trial. Let me spell it for you. That's Y-O-U-R-L-E-F-A-S-U-P-P-L-Y dot com. com, And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. I, I respect Jim Cornette's opinion. I always have. And if he's critical of
2: something, I'm going to take it to heart. Uh most of those dickheads on Twitter, go fuck yourself. You've never
0: had a real job in your life. Oh God. Listen to you. Well, listen, here's the deal. We we are hashtag go
2: fuck yourself. You never had a real job in your life. One sentence.
0: Let's do mention we're coming off of one of our most requested episodes. We're shifting gears out of AEW for a minute, folks. I know we get a little bit of heat online. saying, oh, y'all do a shill for AEW." No, we don't. I talk with my guys about what they're doing in their real life. Like, what are you talking about? Come on. Uh, but, uh, you and Bruce don't talk AEW, do you? No. Yeah, there you go. How about this? We don't really talk modern WWE either, and we're not really talking modern AEW now. We're just, hey, what'd you do last week, Tony? What the fuck are you supposed to say? Well, not much. You, (laughs) yeah, you (laughs) hung out with Mike Tyson for three days, and you were sequestered down there shooting all kinds of crazy, unique wrestling matches. This isn't wrestling podcast. We should mention it. If you don't like it, just fast forward a few more minutes. But Um, I do want to mention we're coming on the heels of one of our most requested topics, your soul appearance and TNA. Uh, I got a lot of really good feedback from the show. What were you hearing this past week about your debut, your soul appearance rather with TNA?
2: I got a lot of real good feedback about it too, because it, uh, it was a turning, it was really a turning point in my career on many levels. And you know, you and I always talk some silly shit on this podcast. Well, you talk a lot of silly shit. I try to keep it between the lines.
0: Oh, but, really? Okay. Yeah.
2: So I, uh, we do, we do talk a lot of silly shit on this, but we, you know, we, we were kind of getting serious about my career and what I was thinking and why I did what I did and why I didn't move on. And, and, uh, it was, uh, to me watching it back was like, wow. Reliving one of the big, one of the big moments. And that, that drive back in the minivan that night was one of the big moments of my life about one of the forks in the road, so to speak.
0: Well, you just decided this is it. I'm not doing this anymore.
2: Right. And it was decided. It was actually decided that night because when I first got there, I didn't know, you know, what, what, what what this all would be about. But then again, then I realized, fuck it. I'm done. Uh, that should be a shirt. Fuck it. I'm done.
0: Well, listen, we did get a lot of really good feedback from it. If you haven't already, go check the archives. Uh, it's a pretty, I mean, cause listen, we have, uh, you have become, by the way, the most beloved figure in wrestling. I don't know that you're aware of that. I'm not aware of that. Not even. Well, you mean, are. You are. Um, you surpassed everyone. There is a love affair with wrestling fans and yourself now. Uh, people are just so glad that you're back and you've become this, um, affable character on a W where you can sort of, be self-deprecating and you don't take things too seriously. But if anybody else messes with you, it really riles the fans up. I mean, you have just this fun connection and maybe that wouldn't have existed. Had you not been away from the business for so long and then come back through the podcast, but it's always fun to really think about what if, and sometimes, you know, Bruce and I, whether we're recording or not, we'll, we'll sort of go down that what if rabbit hole just for fun. And to think, what if you sort of tiptoed back into wrestling in January of three with impact and you liked it and you became an on-screen character. But then eventually you're sitting at the desk next to Mike today and you become the voice of impact wrestling for all of those years. Mm. What if, you know, that's just fun to think about. And especially when you realize that, you know, nobody really knew that this was on the horizon. Back then, but when you're there in January of 03, this is a relatively new startup promotion that's only been around for seven months and is doing weekly Wednesday pay per views for 10 bucks at the Nashville Fairgrounds. Mm -hmm. This is going to be an outfit that is going to relocate to Orlando the next year and get a show like national television on Fox Sports now, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, it's impact plus, this is a, a, a fun show for us. It's the first time that TNA has national television and you've never seen it. I mean, so this is going to be really the first major company to have a shot, to compete with Vince post WCW. And when they were just doing Wednesday pay-per-views, it was easy for a lot of folks to sort of dismiss them. Uh, but tomorrow will be the 16 year anniversary. Gosh, I can't believe that's real of when TNA debuted on Fox sports. It went down on June 4th, 2004. Before we get started today, I got a quick question for our listeners. How's it hanging? You know, we all grew up with that. You know what we're talking about, right? We're talking about your dong meat, son. Well, I've got some great news. There's now PEDs for your junk meat. Of course, I'm talking about BlueChew.com. And listen, if you like sex, you're going to love bluechew.com. This is the performance enhancement for the bedroom that you've always hoped for. Now we should mention that blue is the world's first chewable with the same active ingredients as both Viagra and Cialis, but because it's chewable, it can work faster. It's also worth mentioning that these chewables can be taken on a full or an empty stomach, but here's my favorite part about the whole deal. You get to skip the in-person doctor visit. Instead, you work with a bluechew.com affiliated physician to find the right dose and active ingredient for your body. And that entire online consult is free. So it's cheaper than those other two as well. So you skip all that awkward conversation and then you don't even have to go wait in line at the pharmacy. Instead, it ships directly to your door in discreet packaging. Now these chewables are made in the U S of a that's right. The red, white, and blue chew. So give yourself the confidence in bed. You need every single time. You and your partner will love it. If you're talking about putting on a five-star match, a five-star performance, if you want her right into the dirt sheets to tell her who the man is, you got to go to bluechew.com. And here's a great deal for you guys. Visit bluechew.com and get your first order for free when you use promo code WHW, like what happened when? All you've got to do is pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. And the promo code is WHW, like what happened when your ding dong got so hard, even a cat couldn't scratch it. Seriously, this is an OG sponsor for us. And there is a reason they continue to come back every single week. Our listeners are discovering blue Chew, and they absolutely love it. This is sweeping the wrestling world. Find out what all the fuss is about for free. You're going to love what this can do for you. Find out right now. Just pay the $5 shipping at BlueChew.com, and the promo code is WHW and this is going to be a, a fun watch along. Uh, if you're, if you'd like to do that with us today, and we hope you do, you need to sign up for the impact plus app. And I got accused over the past week or so, Tony of, uh, shilling for, uh, the impact plus app. And that I, I am clearly on the payroll because I've, uh, decided to use some of that wrestling content. I don't understand Like nobody says that when we cover stuff on the WWE network. Why do they say that whenever we cover something on impact? I I don't have an answer. The only answer
2: I really have for that is hashtag go fuck yourself. Get a real job. Okay. Okay.
0: Well, I hope you do get a real job because this is a a great, a great bargain. It's under $10 a month. I don't know exactly how much it is. Um, it might be $6. It might be seven. that you also get a 30 day free trial. All right, well, there you go. Go sign up for the free trial. I'm sure that's sure. what and Tony 30 did. 30 days later. Fuck it. All right. <laughs> yeah. So watch a lot of this shit with us. And if you don't like it, fucking cancel. But I will oh, say yeah. there's a lot of bang for the buck here, at least yeah. for my money. And if, if there's like a, a there's,
2: let's say there's a group of four of you. Okay. Or, or three of you that are critical of what we're doing and you, you don't want to really pay for impact. I suggest that you go in together, right? Get a 30 day trial, watch it together. And then suck each other's dick after it's over.
0: Okay. Now, do you remember at the top of the show where you said that I say a lot of silly shit on the show, but you try to keep it clean?
2: Yeah. uh, Boy, that didn't last long, did it?
0: Uh, I, I meant to tell you this. I, uh, have I told you that I've got like a banker hookup here in town now? Do you really? Yeah. I've got a good friend of mine who, uh, well, he's become a good friend to me, but he works at the bank right beside my office. So years ago, I signed up for a checking account over there. And then in time we've expanded it. So probably shouldn't say the name of the bank, but it's the same bank that does all of our, what happened when banking.
2: Oh, okay.
0: And, um,
2: good bank. There's uh, plenty of, uh,
0: there you go. There are plenty of branches here. Well, he is a huge wrestling fan and that just randomly came out one day through the course of my Starcast business. When I had to send a wire to uh, a certain dead man and he's like, Hey, what, what is this? And he didn't know who I was or in whatever and so then it becomes apparent Oh my gosh you're the guy who does the podcast We hit it off Oh I love the old Jim Crockett stuff blah 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 So uh Somehow it comes out Hey uh one of those times I'm in there Is it true that you own the big gold belt and I said yeah yeah Would it be possible for me to see that sometime Sure so now during quarantine I had to run by the bank You know the banks are closed You've got to like have an appointment to go in But I had a check card get hacked. So I said, Hey, man, uh, can I come by and get a new check card? Yeah, no problem. Would it be possible to bring the big gold belt with you? And I'm thinking, Well, that's a bit of a weird ask, but sure, here we go. So I bring the belt in. He's blown away, takes a bunch of pictures, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward, I have another need to come by a month later. And he says, Hey, would it be possible? For a friend of mine to stop by and take a look at the belt. And I'm like, boy, this has become full-blown tip." Sure, no problem. So uh, the friend comes in, and he's nervous and shaking as he's playing with the belt. And then he looks to his banker buddy and says, hey, will you take my picture? Norm request, Sure. And then the guy takes his goddamn shirt off in the bank. And looks at his banker buddy and says, is it okay if I cut a promo? I've got it all mapped out. (laughs) They're cutting shirtless promos with the big gold belt in a fucking bank.
2: Well, should this really surprise you?
0: I have a picture that I'm not going to post because I don't want this guy to get in trouble. But when this is happening, I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And I took a picture to document that this is my real life. And I just sent it to you. And I want you to just describe what you see on your phone, because this is, this is out of a movie, Tony, this, this, this beyond words, Okay. but here's the funny part about this. The shirtless guy in the photo when he's finished, puts his shirt back on and uses some hand sanitizer, which is probably good anytime you hold the big gold belt pandemic or not. And, and then he says, yeah, I used to listen to your Shivani podcast. And I said, you used to, cause that's a weird compliment to give somebody, right? Like, why would you feel the need to say used to? So I said, used to with a question mark at the end. Yeah. I went to bed and I was listening to it as a slept, And then I woke up and Man, you and him was talking about somebody in a glass coffee table and other people underneath. And I just said, what am I doing with my life? Okay.
2: Uh, there's this, uh, looks like kind of distinguished banker.
0: Yep. That's our friend.
2: That's right. Uh, in a blue blazer, uh, taking a photograph and this guy who looks like a biker version of Jerry Lynn, uh, with a tattoo on his breast saying, I don't know what it says. Uh, and a, his chest stuck out in jeans with the gold belt on. And he's, uh, he's got a very, very serious, like confident, like face on. Yeah.
0: You know, this is,
2: this is Jeez.
0: Huntsville, Alabama on a goddamn Friday <laughs> inside the bank.
2: This, this should not surprise you. It does. Oh, no, it no. It's, let me tell you, it should not. For those of us who, who are looking on the outside. Okay. When I first met you, I I realized that you there's Jay-Z Flair. Yeah. There's uh Pondwater Dave. Yeah. There's uh Hancock. There's Lazy Ass Matt Coon.
0: I gotta cast the characters as friends. I get where you're oh, going go. Oh, yeah.
2: With this. Yeah, and, and it grows. So basically <laughs> It grows.
0: What it grows. am I not supposed to get more friends? Is there like a number? Like, oh, that's too many friends. Oh I got No,
2: no, many. you're the fucking. You're the fucking Pied Piper of knuckleheads. I mean, it's like, like, remember the, the day down in your basement that I almost choked death on a piece of ice
0: and Matt Coon did nothing. Yes. I remember that. Oh,
2: Matt Coon did nothing but turn his ass up and roll over on the couch. And I said to you, when I finally came to, I almost died in the basement, of Huntsville, Alabama with a bunch of marks. Yeah. Wouldn't that have been funny? Yes. But I, as I'm choking, I'm looking around, I'm thinking, is this collection of nutbags of last people on earth I'm going to see? Hmm. I'm really thinking about that, but uh, it, yeah, other than that, they're great guys. And now you throw in, uh, Dave Silva and he's only a, a goddamn trademark lawyer from up in, in Toledo, Ohio. I mean, they, they come from everywhere in the country. Yeah. It's just like, man.
0: So you think I should just be ready to, by the way, when I posted that picture to the group chat, they're like. Uh, Dawkins was like, tell me you just walk around Huntsville, Alabama with that goddamn belt slung over your shoulder. I'm like, fuck yeah. you. No, I don't. However, this banker who hooks me up and does helps me get in for appointments and stuff without going through the regular rigmarole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he's like, Hey, can I see the?" yes, you can, I'll bring it with no problem. Well, I, I was just thinking when he asked you to bring it in,
2: if maybe that you put it around. Put it over your shoulder, around your waist and walked in with
0: it. Now, here's what I do. I've got got a duffel and I throw it in the duffel. And I'm sure normally when you walk into a bank with a duffel bag, that would look a little suspicious, but he knows me. So he lets me in. He knows it's not a scene from heat. I've got a goddamn wrestling belt in it, (laughs) which by the way, even though I am a wrestling fan, I just can't get behind people who walk around in public with wrestling, like, you know, Jay-Z Flair used to go to the bar. With wrestling belts slung over his shoulder. It doesn't surprise me. We went to the show at Madison
2: square garden and his Bojangles.
0: Yeah. But here's what I'm saying. So- he used to do this to try to get attention from girls and in my head, buddy, they ain't into this. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, man, they love it. And so eventually not only did he take his replica belts in there, then he started taking real belts in there. And then he had a custom reel belt made that said Mad Head Game. Do you even know what that means? Uh no. No. Well, the girls did. And and maybe that one worked. I don't know. It's just amazing. Does it me. mean he got head? Mad girls and I it was a game? Mad is a description from um hip hop, maybe oh. twenty five years ago. Like, like, like. Let me say this: Before Dooley died, you had mad dog hair. Okay. <laughs> Jr. has mad money. Okay. All right. Uh, but b- by the way,
2: I, I uh, checked in with, uh, you know, on ad-free shows. They all get together and they do the Zoom thing. Yeah. Right?
0: You got one coming up, right? I think I do. Yeah.
2: Not sure. So yeah. Right. But they were. Uh, I think they all get together on a weekly basis, though. Like Silva. And um Oh yeah, so, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, You're talking about the think tank concept.
2: The think tank, yes, the think tank. All right. So they they got the think tank, and and Silva said, Would you crash the party for us? And I said, Sure. So they're talking and I crashed the party. It's oh Tony Shivani's here. And I went, Hi, is this Whitney Wright's porn channel? And they all laugh and I hang up and I call back again and I say, Hey, I was calling Britt Baker, and they all laugh. And they so and I and I say that because when I click in, okay, Jay-Z Flair doesn't even respond to me. He looks at me like he's never seen me before in his life. I'm thinking, you fucker. And then as I'm sitting there listening, I'm just hearing on water day, talk about he likes this. He likes that. And I say, man, I'll just, I'll click off here and just go kill myself now.
0: Yeah. Listen, that's, uh, I participated in one of those. Mm-hmm. And then there's a great friend of the show, Conan or K dog would say, that's enough, you know, and that is enough of us filibustering here at the top. If you haven't already go sign up for the goddamn impact Plus. impact. Easy for me to say yeah. impact plus app or do what we did go to impact plus dot TV and sign up as Tony said, you do get a free trial. And let me just mention, I, I, and we've talked about this before. I really don't know why there's so much haha, LOL TNA, uh, because at this point, how about this fact, Tony? I can't believe this is real TNA has outlasted WCW. Mm, right. And and there's a lot of great stuff in here. I mean, Kurt Angle, Sting, Hulk Hogan, um, Jeff Hardy. I mean, look at all the the unbelievable in ring talent too. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Loki. Flair, well, uh yeah, Flair was there. Just on and on. So if you want sort of old school superstars, got it. If you want to know what the next big hot shit's gonna be, it's here too. I mean, Kazarian, Daniels, there's so many great guys that are now a part of AEW that are here, but also former world champs who have gone on to just absolutely blow it up like AJ styles, or of course, Samoa Joe and homicide. And there's just a lot of really great stuff if you're a wrestling fan. So let's not sleep on something. That's, I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine $9, whatever it is, it's less than WWE network, it's an incredible value. And it is a ton of archival footage. And we're going to watch one of the most important shows that they ever had their debut on television it's June 4th 2004 this is on Fox Sports Net um if you scroll down you'll see it and uh, we'll even post a link over on adfreeshows.com hopefully you guys check it out because we're going to try to cover some of this stuff uh in the coming weeks and the reason we're doing that I should mention is they were really trying some uh some sort of out there stuff so in July we've got two shows from 2002 that you don't want to miss. It is going to be two of the most laugh out loud moments in the history of what happened when, because I kind of forgot that it happened. And so I started doing some research and I'm like, Oh my God. So either way, stay tuned in July. Uh, but for now, Tony, do you think that we could, uh, we could wake up Lois and see if maybe she could give us a countdown here for impact from June 4th, 2004. It depends on, uh, how much,
2: uh, said she's gotten into right now oh it's still that bad yeah she's weaning herself off of it though it's been about three weeks or so and she's getting a lot better so let's uh
0: well you know what before we get going we should mention uh if you missed it lois broke her arm you guys were on a bike path she was Uh you've really gotten into it you were trying to get her into it or she wanted to get into it rather so you guys went for a joint ride and you knew it was going to have to be shorter than what you had been doing because you had been after it for a little while. And this was her first voyage. Well, it was cut short artificially. She had a fall wound up breaking her arm. And, uh, we feel terrible about that. So terrible that over at LoisRules.com, there's a new shirt. Instead of I broke Wahoo's leg, I broke Lois's arm. Right. And there's an outline of a bicycle. And I'm, I'm hoping that you'll be wearing this very, very soon, Tony. I'm going to be wearing it, and her cousins who just left are getting some, too,
2: because they love it, too. And as a matter of fact, all the kids in the family, and Lois kind of rolls her eyes at it, and then I say, hey, listen to me, bitch. Not many people have t-shirts with their
0: name on it. <laughs> I love that you never get serious with Lois unless it's yeah. you defending the t-shirts. God damn it! <laughs> you know how cool this is? We even include you. Hey, hey, do you, re- you, do you remember
2: the wedding reception? You remember that? What the fuck do you think I'm doing upstairs?
0: (laughs) I was going to say, she doesn't remember mine because y'all didn't come. You remember? No. Yeah, of course. Why would you? Well, listen, without further ado, let's see if we can't get her ass up them all rickety stairs and give us a little bit of a countdown.
2: I'm just going to go over to her here.
0: Oh, there you go. Don't want her to get up. Hey!
2: Hey! I think she'll be all right. All right, go ahead. Don't say
1: hey. Ask me nicely.
2: Please, a countdown, sweetheart.
1: Don't condescend me just because I have a broken wing. All right, then. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay, nicely. Three, two, one, play.
0: We're also going to track it.
1: And now, from stage twenty-one at Universal Studios at Universal Orlando Resort, it's total non-stop action wrestling impact.
0: What do you think of the open here, Tony? Uh very well done. I mean, you know, for this to be their first crack at TV. It's pretty yeah, cool. I think it's great. I think it's a.
2: a I think if you're in uh, Stamford, Connecticut, looking at this, thinking, "Hey, we got a little competition going on here now."
0: What do you think of the presentation? Six sided ring. This is the impact zone. You know, it's the soundstage there in Orlando. Uh, you are obviously familiar with uh, all the times that WCW did TV there, but this is the first time you're seeing TNA and the presentation for startup. This looks pretty cool, does it not? Yeah, it does. Who came up with the idea of the six-sided ring? Who's the, who's
2: the, who takes credit for that? Anybody?
0: Well, I know the reason that they stuck with it, according to uh, a friend of ours was uh, a toy deal. And I think that's one of the things they were probably looking at here is how can we get our stuff on the shelves and and all that? And I'm sure we'll talk about that longhorn someday with Jeff Jarrett, but they're looking for something different. And here we see team Canada, that guy in front right there, Tony is Petey Williams. So you've probably seen a lot of these flip over pile drivers that people call Canadian destroyers. Yeah. Well, this is the reason he's a part of Team Canada. It's his move. He created it. So it's called a Canadian destroyer. And there's Scott Demore, who's now running Impact Plus. Is one of the uh, head honchos here for the organization. He actually slid my DMs and thanked me for randomly putting over the app, but he has yet to send the payoff that I've been accused of receiving. So. Scott, if you're listening and you need my PayPal, I listen, I'm already getting accused of shilling might as well just make it authentic. And look, we just saw this guy last week, the amazing red. Yeah,
2: I have a, a story about amazing red. Uh, I, you and I talked about him last week and you mentioned private party. So when we had our little uh, beach party, uh, down in Orlando, I'm sorry, down in Jacksonville and, uh, I was hanging out with, uh, Mark Quinn, who is, w- he, they're they Mark Quinn and, and Isaiah shill, shill, shill really two of the nice guys. Oh, one of the two of the best. So I told him, I said, man, like, uh, amazing red. I heard uh, that he helped train you and, uh, that you know him and he went, yeah, let's call him right now. So we got on the phone and of course he didn't pick up, but I wanted to talk to him. I wanted to, I was going to ask him why he's not still in the business or how come he's kind of like. You know, I I guess maybe on a, uh, I don't know, maybe on a international level, he's still known, but I'm not so sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, he Uh, definitely focused more on, uh, training and I think very recently decided he was gonna maybe look at doing something else, but I think he's sort of in and out there's Hector Garza who recently passed away, by the way, going over the top former WCW talent. That's him with the mustache there.
2: Yeah. I remember Hector Garza looking a lot different.
0: There's Sanjay Dutt, the guy swinging away there. He is now a producer with WWE, but he was a young high flyer here and people had really high hopes for him. He was one of my favorite to watch live because of shit like that, man.
2: Yeah. Give me a time code here. I think we're off.
0: We might be a little bit. I'm at 357, 58, 59, four minutes. Uh,
2: yeah. You're way ahead of me. Uh, but I, I I've
0: caught up now, I think. Well, there's Eric young. Uh, getting thrown into the ropes there. And you could see he was a little out of sorts. The positioning was off just a little bit. Watch what Red's going to do here. Well, I thought he was going to do the little flippity die I used to do. But the, uh, I'm sure it takes some getting used to like, imagine. I mean, I feel like Arn Anderson when he was a little boy, like his playpen was a goddamn wrestling ring. Cause he just feels like he's just at home in that thing. But then you see this six sided ring and I feel like Arn Anderson will be looking around like, what the fuck do I do here? Cause on some level, you know, we've talked about this before he and I, it just becomes second nature. It becomes muscle memory. It's just what you do. Oh, I'm running the ropes. It's six steps or whatever it is. You might not know it's six steps, but you just know when your head is this far, Yeah. sort of like if you know, you're in the middle of the night and going to use the restroom, you know, mm. the route to your toilet, mm. but yes. if all of a sudden you wake up somewhere else, well, now you got to think about it mm-hmm. or
2: just what- piss your pants.
0: And I think the, uh, six-sided ring was also a lot stiffer. You know, there's gotta, there's gotta be more reinforcement. I mean, look, as they're falling on it, this thing is not bouncing around at all. Right. It's not a quote unquote Southern bumping ring. No. You know what
2: else I've no. I quickly noticed something that Vince would look at this and go. And
0: he'd be right. I already know exactly what you're going to talk about. The, uh, single fan standing around the guardrail.
2: No, everybody wearing red. Oh yeah. It's like if you don't know who's who, well, you don't know who's on what team.
0: Cuz you can't even explain to someone, "Oh, the guy in the red." Right, right. Well, Team but, Canada uh, has But they're doing to some pretty red. good acrobatic
2: shit. And you know what I really like? What's that? I like the I like the kind of the crawl at the bottom of the
0: screen. Well, here's the thing. You got to remember this aired on um, Fox Sports Net. So at the bottom when this originally aired, it was talking about, you know, the Orioles are doing this and the uh uh-huh. the, braves are doing that and right yeah so you had like a real crawl at the bottom giving you box scores because this wasn't this this is also worth mentioning this is not in prime time this is on like a a friday afternoon i don't remember exactly but i think it's like a a friday afternoon at like three in the afternoon or something right
2: well you take whatever clearance you can get that's
0: exactly right you're on tv it's a time when when you know it didn't feel like that was going to be possible. And, and now it's happening. You take what you can get. And yeah. It turns out it was Friday. It was a good guess by me. Oh, it's Friday right. afternoon, but I like that. There's even a, a, a clock at the top. It has a real sports feel by comparison, you know, like, you know, if, if you're playing baseball or basketball or whatever, there's a timer and, and we at home can sort of keep up with where we are. That might actually be something good for you to text Tony Khan about But hey, what if we put a a clock or a counter? Yeah, let me write that down. You know, the Thanks. idea being it's a 10 minute time limit. Not here's how long the match has gone. Here's right. how much time remains. Right. Because fuck, that's what they would do in any other sport, right? Sure they would. And now, but by the way, the guy who just did the suplex, that's Bobby Roode, who you've seen on WWE programming.
2: Wow. Ah, yeah, that is those funky... And there's a fat Jim Cornette at ringside.
0: Uh, one of your, uh, AEW photographers, Lee South, he's here at ringside somewhere. Really snapping all the, yeah, he was there. Yeah. He was their photographer.
2: Yeah. Lee's our photographer too. Basically. He's he from Lutzfield
0: by the way. He's right up the road from me. I don't know if you knew that. Really? I think he's from, Ardmore. Oh, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to see him again. He's from like Hardmore, or Elk or something like that, but he's from North Alabama.
2: Amazing red, a kid with something else, buddy. Hottie was something else.
0: Well, p d Williams was thought, I mean, don't get me wrong. At this point, amazing red is one of the most prolific high flyers and innovative wrestlers, but at this very moment in Oh four, because amazing red had that rep for probably two or three years at this point on a national stage. But at this point in Oh four, it's all about that goddamn Canadian destroyer because it is the hottest move in wrestling. Right, And it was, it was definitely a finish and now Mm -hmm. like with everything else, it's a transition spot.
2: See, you know, this is something I was talking to private party about this. Who's the kid in the gold? What's his name? Sanjay Dutt. Okay. He comes off with this great hurricane. There you go. There's a destroyer.
0: No, that didn't hit. That's not it. Was that the code red? There it is. Eight minutes, 58 seconds, 59, nine minutes. Hector Garza coming in to get him some.
2: Uh, Anyway, the the kid in the gold, hits his great Rana, and then he mugs to the camera. And I was telling some of the kids, I said, you know, some of the stuff you do are spectacular, but if it's so great, don't look at the camera and, and go, yeah, baby. So try to win the fucking match with it. Right. That's just old school Tony who's been driving, taking a lot of trips with Jr. lately. <laughs> wow. Look at that, man.
0: Hector Garza famous for this right here, boy. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a
2: moonsault.
0: And the fans go wild. Team Canada goes down. I do think it's kind of cool that, you know, Eric young, who I think was recently released by WWE, uh, he, um, he, he was sort of Mr. T and a for a long time. And of course, Scott Demore was their manager as part of team Canada. And we know what a big deal PD Williams and, and certainly Bobby Roode are going to be, uh, for this organization and to note that man, they were out here first. That's pretty cool. And here we are the voices of impact, Mike Tanay and, uh, our old pal, Don West.
2: Every time I look at Don, I just smile.
0: How can you not? I know. <laughs> I'd, really, I'd really wish that uh, I got to work with Don West more. Yeah. But who's the
2: old fucker on his left? Oh, that's Tanay. Sorry.
0: You know that Tanay is like uh, the porn king, right? No, I didn't know that. Uh,
2: but he's kind of like, he's he's doing now what I did years ago. He's walked away from the business.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, now, by the way, the first TNA show. Look at that! God, Got Toby Keith out here at a concert in Huntsville, and Jeff Jarrett ain't having it. So cool, man! This this happened right up the road for me. I was at this show, and Toby's
2: gonna get in the ring to wrestle. Or
0: right, he's gonna do a vertical suplex on Jeff Jarrett. Are you ready for this?
2: Oh like, no! There's Scott Hall.
0: Okay. That's the wall in the background, by the way, he's not wearing the wall outfit, but that's him. Yes. How about that?
2: (laughs) I ain't as good as I once was. Isn't that great? (laughs) But I'm as good once as I ever was.
0: How about Brian Erlacher here with Johnny Fairplay? That (sighs) little weasel. Fucking Johnny Fairplay.
2: Kick his ass survive
0: this, but you know, but I thought it was pretty cool that on the heels of, you know, that high flying, fast paced opener that we got a six man inside a six sided ring. I'm sure a lot of, I'm sure the thinking is we're going to be introducing our product to a whole new audience. Let's put something out there fast and, and spectacular and, uh, the six sided ring. But then Let's also give a little credibility when people are like, Well, who is this company? What what is this? So we can lend a little bit of sort of mainstream. Let's show Brian Erlacher. Let's show Oh, here's your man, Shark Boy. Are you in the loop on Shark Boy?
2: God's sake, no. Here we are. Uh maybe this. for some reason there's I, I do feel like we've talked about him before.
0: I think you're gonna love him. Really, yes,
2: great homemade mask,
0: well, here's the gimmick,
2: <laughs> it's He's a g- shark, that's the gimmick,
0: <laughs> well, we need somebody to make a abyss look great, uh, okay, and then so yeah, come on, shark boy, and by the way, I absolutely love the presentation of early abyss, you know, when he first showed up in t n a he wasn't sporting this mask, he was trying to do whatever he was on the Indies, some sort of justice or something like that, but this is, uh, this is a character that I would have liked to have seen, have a run in WWE. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Some, something with Foley, something with Kane, something with undertaker, but, but is it's you know,
2: kind of, kind of a, a lot like Kane in many ways. With the mask and everything, and Foley, I don't,
0: you know. Yeah, Give certainly. That, that. Well, I think that's the reason I'd like to see it.
2: Okay, sure,
0: I get it. Sort of like how you know, back when you were booking WCW, you put Vampiro and Sting together. Yes. Well, goddamn, <laughs> they're both they're both black and white and wearing face paint. What's it Well, I would do a human torch mask. I set one of them motherfuckers on fire. How about that? What if we did Hey, and then we could make David. We could make David Arquette world champ. What about that?
2: Yeah, but uh, who's, who's the girl in the bottom left over here?
0: I don't know. I was mocking you. I had my head turned. Okay. <laughs> uh, look, I don't know if you saw, but <laughs> Sharkboy hit that canvas and was immediately reminded, oh, this is not a regular wrestling ring. <laughs> that hurt.
2: Yes. Oh, uh, man. Do they still do
0: six-sided? They've went back and forth on it several times, but no, they're using four sides now. Whoa, fuck. You don't like the six sided ring.
2: No, not at all. Why? I think it's, not, I think it's unsafe for the boys, but I, I like this referee. It's our buddy. Andrew works in the truck. A W he's the man organized quality guy,
0: black hole slam. Hmm. Andrew's been uh counting to three in the state of Florida for a long time.
2: Oh God, here we are. What the flying fuck. Track
0: it. So
1: yeah,
0: oh, there you go. Well, that's I get it. America's Most Wanted, Chris Harris. And, uh, your old pal, James storm mm-hmm. and look, who, look, who's uh, coming out with kid cash. We remember kid cash from ECW. Do you remember him? Yes. Well, his tag team partner here is Lance Hoyt, who you've heard of as Lance Archer.
2: Yes. Wow. I can't wait to see this. Also, you know, we were watching the show the other night, uh, the, the show that I was on and there was a video of Christopher Daniels, right? And S E X. Yes. So I look at that and I'm thinking. You know, uh, I might, uh, I, I better see, just read about Christopher Daniels career. I know he's been around quite a while.
0: Oh man. I got some great shit to show you, son.
2: So I read about his, uh, on nitro. Yes.
0: You, you had no, no idea. Did you?
2: I had no. And I, I talked to him at the party. I said, Chris, I need to talk to you. He said, yeah. I said, you were in WCW. He said, well, kind of told me that story. I said. I didn't even fucking know it was you,
0: you know, AJ styles was there too, right?
2: Uh, oh yeah. The, the AJ, I do know.
0: Yeah. Well, Daniel's had, by the way, look at this presentation. It's like, uh, the TNA version of, uh, Shawn Michaels and, uh, diesel here. Yeah. Big guy, little guy who does spectacular stuff. How about over the years? How much, uh, Lance has changed his look, huh?
2: Something else, man. It, you know, yeah, I'm going to show for AEW, but he can still go, man.
0: Oh no. I think he's hitting his stride. He's he's at his best right now. I mean, what we're seeing right now, even with his presentation, this looks like. Yeah. Uh, you know, a dark haired test from WWE mm. he, no one is confusing him with anyone else right now, these days,
2: <laughs> that, right. And no one's confusing him with anybody else in the ring. He is so much bigger than anybody else height wise and everything.
0: Uh, you know, I hope we're not betraying confidence here, but. Is there a nicer guy than Lance in real life? There's not.
2: There is not, and there's not a uh, a more outgoing, appreciative of his his uh, where he is in life right now than Lance. Oh, and uh,
0: <laughs> James Storm with no beard, so baby faced It's just weird it does, to look it, at.
2: He doesn't even look. He looks nothing like James Storm today.
0: It looks like James Storm's cousin. Uh, That guy could be related to James storm. Well, that is James storm. No, really? Son of a bitch. How about kid cash? Even though it's a TV taping, Mm -hmm. still talking shit to the fans, (laughs) riling them up. Like it was a spot show getting his heat, but this is a way. and, And I know sometimes, you know, people who've worked in sort of TV wrestling, they get critical of this crowd play and they say, oh, that's house show bullshit. You don't do that on TV. Well, they say that in WWE, because the commentators are trying to convey if you're a good guy or a bad guy and all that. And and I'm sure today is trying to do that right now with Don West, but this is the first time a lot of people are seeing these wrestlers. So we need to understand, Hey, who's a good guy and who's a bad guy. Like who do we pull for and who do we cheer against? Right. So if you've got a few minutes where one of the performers is getting into it with all the fans. We can pretty much surmise he's not the good guy.
2: You know, what I'm digging about all this stuff is like, you know, watching, uh, Lance here, wrestle. I know he's not in yet, but guys that I now work with seeing them in their earlier days and just, uh, just enjoying it, man.
0: Just well, and we're getting to show you some pretty monumental stuff. I mean, one day people will go back and they'll say, this was the first ever dynamite, you know, I mean, that was what eight months ago now, but the point is it's, uh, it's kind of cool to see how things evolve and grow and to go back and look at, I mean, cause the referee here now, uh, Rudy Charles is his TNA name. He works for WWE. I think kid cash is retired. Uh, I think we know what happened with Chris Harris, but. James storm's been everywhere, done everything. You now work with Lance Archer. It's just fun to see what happened on their first show and and know that unlike so many other promotions, somehow, some way impact became the little engine that could man. and, And they're still around
2: and good for them.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, this is You know, I know that a lot of, uh, wrestling fans, you know, really dig the business side of the business where we're breaking down facts and figures. And I certainly do. We talk about it on almost all my other shows, but, uh, the most important thing is can your business survive and their business has survived more than smoky mountain, more than ECW, more than WCW. It's pretty remarkable when you think about it in term in those terms.
2: And there's a lot of fans out there. You know, you and I have discussed this before. A lot of people out there online who take sides. Right. And feel that if they like the WWE and they need to bury AEW or bury impact. And
0: that's just stupid.
2: Yeah. That's like, you know, that, that goes into the category hashtag. Go fuck yourself. Get a real job.
0: I want to tell you though, I've got a a couple of Christopher Daniels matches. We're going to have to watch together. There was a big one from like Oh five. Which was AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, and Christopher Daniels in a three way. And I think Meltzer gave it five stars, but people were saying it was the match of the year. Oh, good. And um there's another spot because I think you know that I think we've talked about this before, but Elix Skipper tagged with Christopher Daniels hmm. and they called themselves Triple X, I think. Hmm. And they had a six sided cage here in Orlando. And Elix Skipper walked the top of the cage and then did a hurricane Rana off the top of the cage into it. But imagine, you know, how the undertaker would like walk the top rope and hold somebody's hand to steady him. Yep. Well, Elix Skipper walked the top of the cage and nobody was there to hold his hand because it's, you know, 30 feet in the air, but just some really remarkable stuff that Christopher Daniels was, you know, there for what in the world. I've never seen that before. I mean, I saw this one. It happened live, but I don't remember seeing that spot. Have you ever seen that? No, a moonsault off a guy's shoulders on the top rope.
2: The guy happens to be like six, seven. I know he was sitting down but still.
0: Yeah, but he's sitting down on the top rope and here we see, here comes the hot tag, Chris Harris, who they thought was going to be their big star. I wonder what would have happened if Harris wouldn't have. Went for greener pastures and just hung out here and impact instead. Who knows? A lot of
2: those what ifs in wrestling, right?
0: So many. That was well done, that crossbody right there.
2: Sure was. One, two. You know, you can really tell it's Lance, the tattoo on his lower back.
0: (laughs) What do you call that over in Georgia?
2: Tattoo on the lower back.
0: Okay. I don't know if that was another term for that.
2: Well, I've heard tramp stamp.
0: Are you saying that Lance has i no, I'm not stamp?
2: see. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, I
0: cannot believe you would disrespect the great Lance archer. You're dead. The murder Hawks coming for you, buddy. I'm mean, his buddy. How about that move? How about that move? Oh, wow. Oh Bugs. shit. That was a spear and a half.
2: These kids are bumping, man,
0: dude, they're all over it.
2: <laughs> Pretty good. Uh,
0: foot too. oh man, they're pulling out all the stops here. This is great shit, but I, I got to tell you, I do love the fucking counter in the top there. You see it. America's most wanted picks up the wind. I guess this is really the era where that became a thing. Oh, we get a little firework display. How about that? Oh, we got new tag champs. Duh. Oh, laser lights. Fucking buried the lead, man. We got new tag champs. Can you believe it? Gotta switch the titles on your first show. Yeah, I mean, you need a big moment. And I think they've done a good job of that where we've established that abyss is a monster. We had some high flying action. We showed some celebrity stuff. And then we saw a really great tag match between two very capable teams. And then after all these crazy flips and high spots and flippity doos, goddamn schoolboy gets you every time. But that. But it tells a cool story of. Oh, I just caught him off guard.
2: Yeah. He doesn't tell telling really a cool him. story. How about that? Isn't it great? Let's track it. To
1: the decision in the case of a draw. Wait until you see who the judge is this week.
0: Gonna guess whose boots those were?
2: Uh, Dusty Roads.
0: <laughs> How did you know?
2: Uh, because the pants are
0: sagging, and the type of yeah. boots. Come on. No. It's his pants sagging. So I could be Michael Hayes.
2: I Boy, Mike's
0: Mike's makeup looks great, buddy. Mike is tan as a motherfucker.
2: Wow, he really is.
0: And there he is. The American dream. Dusty Rose. Oh. Dude, man. how cool is this?
2: This is fucking cool, buddy.
0: It's weird that he was outside of the WWE family for so long. Yeah. Have you ever talked to uh, Cody about that?
2: About him being outside of the WWE family?
0: About just the way WWE at different times, their
2: relationship
0: with Dusty. Uh, I have not. You should pick his brain about that sometime. I,
2: one thing I did talk to Cody about was I had never seen Gold Dust and Stardust together. Oh, yeah. And I finally saw, I didn't even know that. I didn't know that Cody was this character. And, uh, and, I, and I said to, uh, we want to track this?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Here we go. Right.
2: Impact heard around the world.
1: Impact heard in over 4,800 million, million countries around the world. It is a major impact. And the impact is... Tradition lives at TNA. Let's talk about tradition, Dusty. Let's talk about the 50 plus years of history behind the gold, behind the NW World's Heavyweight Championship belt that you know oh so well. When you talk about NWA history, you talk about the tradition of Luthea's, you talk about the nature boy Buddy Rogers. You talk about Jack Briscoe, Harley Race, Terry Funk, The Truth, AJ Styles, and you talk about the American Dream, Dusty Rose, that's tradition, that's what we're all about at TNA. Dusty, let's talk about this past Wednesday, the TNA pay-per-view, the historic first ever King of the Mountain, and it was Jeff Jarrett who became the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion once again. You know, for a long time, I really believed that Jeff Jarrett was a brother in tradition. He was a brother in the old school ways of representing, respecting, holding to high esteem the N.W.A. World Heavyweight Title, but. After a while, then he changed his spots, I think, for the almighty dollar. You know what I'm talking about? What you're talking about, too? So the bottom line with this situation is, he is now one. Now one. All
0: right, you get the idea. Out comes Jeff Jarrett. Uh, what do you think of the tunnel, by the way? Does that look familiar?
2: It kind of looks like the tunnel we have now.
0: What do you, I mean, I like the idea of guys coming I, out of a tunnel, though. Yeah, I do, too.
2: Boy, I, you know, I didn't realize this and I'm not going to expand on it, but I guess I should have realized it, knowing what had happened, but, uh, there's, uh, some pretty good heat between Jeff Jarrett and J.R.
0: Are you surprised?
2: Um, I guess I'm naive to it. I mean, you know, the only you, reason, you, you know, only the he held them up
0: for money, right?
2: What's, well, yeah. Yeah. And see, I didn't know that. But I always, I always, I, and I think it's well known and it's, it's, it's sincere that I try to get along with everybody.
0: You do get along with everybody. You're like me in that regard.
2: Yeah. And so I always got along with Jeff Jarrett and I didn't know there was that side of Jeff Jarrett and I love Jr. He and I are just, you know, closer now than we've ever been. And, uh, so it just, I don't know. It kind of, it's,
0: it's weird. He will pop off randomly every now and again, won't he? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> when y'all were on your way back, uh, in between filming, yeah. you guys made a call to me, and if that would have made the tape, mm-hmm. that would have had the internet a buzz. Just uh, Jr. when he's in the right mood. That's promo city, baby. Yeah. Well, you know what?
2: Uh, that did make the tape, but it won't make air. Because <laughs> 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 here's the deal. I, uh, I get in the car and I've, I've got a system now, right? I get in the car and I start the,
0: I start the tapings. Well, see, he, when, when y'all called, he said, no, we're going to tape some stuff in a little bit. Okay. He probably didn't he, realize, oh, we've been rolling this whole time. No,
2: he didn't. Because after you hung up, he said, you've been taping the whole time. I went, yeah. I, from, since we got in the car, but he, here's the thing about it is it was early morning. We got in the car, you know, it was like six
0: y'all were quiet.
2: Yeah, there wasn't much said, so I got a point to where I'm going to pick it up, and I'm not going to even I'm not going to even send it off to our buddy Chris McDonald. I'm going to go send the parts. <laughs> In other words, this the the shit that was said during so, that phone call.
0: Some of this shit, can't, yeah, I know, because we that, were both.
2: It's not going to leave my house, okay?
0: <laughs> yeah, me okay. included. Yeah, exactly. He asked me what I thought of something and I told yeah. him. <laughs> I know.
2: And he was saying some things when he first woke up and it wasn't about it wasn't about anybody that, that is important in our lives. It's not or
0: wrestling related, but yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking,
2: Fuck. I know. Wow. I ain't going with that.
0: JR, by the way, should have his own reality show.
2: Of course he should.
0: I mean, it would, it would only last six weeks before they had to throw him off the air, but it would be the highest rated six weeks in the history of television.
2: Uh, and I got to stay with Jr. and Roth, uh, at the beach house for one night.
0: By the way, we should mention Raphael Morphy. Yeah. I think it was Frankie Kazarian who said he was uh, one of the unsung heroes of I W I couldn't agree more. He's
2: a uh, he's AEW's MVP, and I tell him that all the time, and he just shrugs it off. But he is. If I'm going to start a wrestling promotion,
0: he's one, he's one of your be first ten hires. Yeah, that's right. How about uh, Dusty Rhodes in 2004? Here, getting on with Jeff Jarrett. Mm. Look at that! Can of skull in his back pocket. How or do you know, how do you know it was skull?
2: Oh, Copenhagen. I think he dipped skull. Yeah, you know, there used to be Skull, Copenhagen, and Happy Days, but they got rid of Happy Days.
0: I think uh, Cody here is only like 19 years old when the show's happening.
2: Who the fuck was that that missed? Is that's our truth? Yeah, seems <laughs> pretty good. Fucking bumps okay. and Oof. get ready to take a guitar.
0: Can't wait until we have a chance to do it. Look at there, former road dog and there's Conan.
2: Stars coming out tonight.
0: How about the, uh, the 10 pounds of gold here still being used. You gotta like that piece of tradition. Oh yeah. I gotta tell you though, the in-ring promo thing feels a little WWE esque. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that WCW was doing it and all that, but so far they had won me over with match, 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 match. And I know we've got to tell a little bit of a story here, but I don't know. I was enjoying all the matches we were watching. And the good news is they didn't do this at the
2: beginning of the show.
0: Right. No, then it would have definitely felt too WWE. By the right. way, how smart is Conan? Let's make sure these fans in Orlando know I'm a good guy. I'm gonna wear an Orlando Magic jersey. Mm-hmm. And look of there, look at there. Vince Russo. We've already got an authority figure, the director of authority.
2: Mm. Ooh, ooh, Vince Russo. Is there is there any more uh a lightning bolt of a figure than Vince Russo? Am I saying that right?
0: Yeah. He's yeah, he like, is a lightning rod of controversy. Lightning Rod, I thank you. I and I, and I, I think, yes, uh, the answer these days is Jim Cornette. I think Jim Cornette has taken the top spot as the most controversial person in wrestling. He would disagree with that. Right. Uh, but I mean, s- seriously, anytime Cornette says something, it goes viral. Yep. And that's not always the case with Vince. I think Vince, um, I don't know. It feels like he's trying to play a, a little more low key these days.
2: Hey, so I, I just saw Scott Hudson. Did they, were they using Scott back then?
0: You know, I don't know how often he appeared, but it was occasional. I mean, uh, every now and again, look at, look at it, skipper. Now imagine him doing that on the top of a cage. Wow.
2: I, yeah. I just saw Hudson. I thought, wow, man, Scott. Well, Scott, cause you know, Scott had a real, real Real job, important job
0: we're trying to explain the X division, which is something that they have really struggled with identifying exactly what it is, and uh that always annoyed look at the young Frankie Kazarian that always annoyed Eric Bischoff because he wants a definition like is it a weight class? How about Shane Douglas here? this is
2: this is total nonstop guys you remember yeah. <laughs> Dusty Conan, Jeff you, Jarrett, Vince what, Russo.
0: What's Russo saying here? No. Uh,
2: well, here's the deal. Okay, you may think I talk like I, I'm from New York, and I do, but there's going to be a guy named Taz who eventually is going to be on AEW. Now he saw him on uh, on ECW. No one talks New York like Taz. I got to go.
0: All right. So that is Chris Sabin, who's going to go on to have a, a ton of success here. He'll even be the world champion. That is Michael Shane, the cousin of Shawn Michaels.
2: Okay. I see that.
0: He was a big piece of, uh, early TNA early impact, by the way, I absolutely love the, the camera shot where it's sort of mounted to the top of the tunnel. As they walk out, there's a the very young AJ styles. Phenomenal one. He was the first X Division champion. He's probably one of the more popular wrestlers in the company. And I believe this is our main event.
2: We're there already? Man. We're
0: there, were there already. It's an action packed hour, my friend.
2: Wow, it is. See?
0: And the referee so, here, you're going to know this is Mike Posey, who you know from AEW. Sure. So, Elix Skipper, AJ Styles, Michael Shane, and Chris Sabin.
2: I have so much respect for guys who have beat it up on the road, be it a, be it a, uh, a referee or just guys who have, you know, who've been around and have hit the independent circuit. Now, obviously you can't consider impact independent circuit, but there are guys who have been here, ring of honor, new Japan,
0: love of the game, baby.
2: That's right. That's right. I just have. And that's why, that's why it excites me sincerely as a shoot, it excites me to try to put these kids over because, you know, most of them say, Oh God, Tony Shivani calling one of my matches is just wonderful. And I appreciate that. And I hope that I can help enhance their careers. So it, it gives me a thrill to see somebody like Lance Archer come in here or give you another example. Uh, sit down interview, uh, with FTR or the revival, right? Yeah. I'm genuinely thrilled about that. When I sit down and did the interview with them, because I know how good those kids are. And some of other words, there's a part of me that marks out for them as well. Does that make sense? Yes. And, uh, man the revival, and I can say revival here,
0: um, do you realize that you're only like 35 minutes from that Applebee's where Elix Skipper works <laughs> next time I come over, can we make a run and yes,
2: I, you need me, you need to text me that, that address. Maybe I'll get a free app appetizer.
0: Douglasville, Georgia. Okay. But my point is I want to enjoy endless appetizers while you try to convince Elix Skipper that he should come walk the cage for AW
2: that's uh to me that's the most i'm, I'm glad I, I hope he's in in this you know this pandemic we have I hope he still has a job but
0: um he's the fucking manager of course he does
2: well he that, sh- that, that doesn't go. mean shit
0: he let some other people go but he's still there God. what's your favorite thing in applebee's uh they used to have weight watchers uh appetizers Fuck all, tony so. jesus uh
2: what are, what are the what are the little uh little rib appetizers called riblets yes they were yeah, good that, you, they were known for lot.
0: i want my baby back baby back baby back baby back
2: yeah you could eat a lot of those
0: i i've never had one there
2: oh baby back baby back is chilies
0: oh you're right yeah yeah um but still the, they uh they do have ribs like yeah, you can look, get double gl- double yeah. glazed baby back ribs now, my move is, uh, is to just sit at the bar and drink. I don't know that I've ever had anything in Applebee's I'm a big fan of, which is weird for a fat guy, but it's not my go-to. No,
2: it's not my go-to either. And we used to have one very close to the house, and, and we didn't go to
0: that much. As a rule of thumb, if they sell mozzarella sticks, it's probably not the best restaurant in town. Oh, okay. But they also have corn dogs. I don't know if you're in the loop on that.
2: No, just like a state fair, huh?
0: I know you, love, you know a girl who loves a good corn dog. Hmm. Okay. Oh, I'm looking at the menu here They have something called a quesadilla burger Would you eat that? No I mean, neither. Quesadilla burger Have we talked about um, Michael Shane before? No, we've not That I remember he, uh, he eventually changed his name I think to Matt Bentley or something like that Which may be his real name But he was certainly trying to play off of Shawn Michaels being his cousin with a name like Michael Shane, right? I'm su- surprised he didn't. I mean, cause he was such a big part of impact here. I'm surprised he didn't last a little longer in impact. Politics you
2: guys
0: whatnot,
2: are you guys tearing it up too here, man, dude, huge. Are the winner of this going to become the ex champion or whatever it is. Or the V champion, the W champion? Do you know?
0: I'm sorry. Say again. The
2: winner of this match is going to become a champion?
0: No, 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 no. Frankie Kazarian's the world champion. I think they're just trying to, to see who's going to get like the number one contender spot. Okay. For Frankie's belt. So here you go. You're going to see Elix Skipper with his trademark spot here. To the floor, my man.
2: Jesus put their bodies at risk. Man, you're watching why AJ Styles is one of the great ones.
0: Absolutely.
2: The kid can work. Everything he does looks good.
0: Really remarkable stuff here. Yeah. By the way, we should start uh, to let everybody know that we, uh, we penciled in our big Loki big hog get together for Huntsville. Yep. Uh, when all this pandemic stuff started. And it's looking more and more likely that travel is going to be readily available and things are for the most part getting back to normal here in Huntsville, Alabama. What's your gut feeling on when uh when we'll proceed with the low key big hog get together? Mm.
2: Well, we, we got a schedule for the end of July. Uh that may be uh Well, I, I put it this way, I think we're a- have wins.
0: I'm listening.
2: I think way. we're gonna have it before the summer's over.
0: I still think July can happen though. Okay. And there you there see Frankie Kazarian strutting down the ramp. Look with at Frankie's hair. A lot of hair, my friend. So there you go. There's your first edition of Impact on broadcast TV or network not broadcast, but cable T V. Fox Sports Net. Uh oh. What's going on? we we're just setting up the match, but all that smoke started coming out. I'm like, yeah, something right. happened here. I forgot, but there it is. Beautiful X division title, which is in the hands of a private collector these days, and that's going to bring it to an end, man. So what do you think, man? Your first time seeing, uh, an impact TV show it was the very first one. What'd you yeah. think?
2: I, I, I really. I like this a lot, but only but for many reasons. I thought the guys, the work rate was great. I like seeing Dusty come out, Shane Douglas being there, Jeff Jarrett, guys that you knew. I like seeing guys who I work with now, like, you know, like Kazarian and uh, I've worked with AJ and you know Mike Posey. I just, uh, I, I'm enjoying this stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying going back and seeing guys. And now, you know, when next time we all get together, I'm going to go right up to Kazari and I will say, man, you used to have hair, buddy. And yeah. he and I will talk about the days and impact and he'll fill me in on some things and it just, uh, well, I miss so much.
0: The, yeah. uh, the thing that really jumps out to me, I'm curious your take on, man, that hour flew by Mm-hmm. It it left me wanting more. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes after a three hour raw or a two hour smackdown or on a rare occasion, a two hour dynamite, you're like, okay, time to go to bed. Right. Uh, It's just, it's, it's a more exhaustive experience. And that's not always because the shows are quote unquote bad, but with this one, I'm like, man, how about another match or two? Yeah. Uh
2: And that's because two hours sometimes is too much. Three hours definitely is too much. Right. So I get it when you do, when you have a one hour packed edition, like we, like we have right here, you, you want to see more. You think it's just too much. And of course we were seeing it without commercials and it came out to about what? 45 minutes of action.
0: Yeah.
2: So, so, you know, I, I get all that, but it's, it's worth the look and, uh, Chat me up about the, the some of the timelines here. I know that we're looking at uh, June of 2004. Eventually, uh, Bischoff's going to show up. Hogan's going to show up. The Hardys are going to be here. Sting's going to be here. Well, when did all this start to happen? I mean, the, when the, did Hogan uh, show up? Do you know what year off the top of your head? 2010. 20, oh, so many years removed from this. Six years removed from this.
0: When I, when they would tease it beforehand, but it would be, you know, don't get me wrong, some of the Like Kurt angle came over in like a seven, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've got a lot of, a lot of really big years ahead of them, um, because the, you know, at this point they're sort of on a, what any time slot we could get, they would eventually move to prime time and even briefly compete with Monday night raw. But I mean, they had a, a prime time show on spike, which is a big station, you know, the former channel that had raw. So yeah, either way it's, uh, it's been fun to watch. You know the very first impact with you, and and I'm looking forward to next week. But could remind everybody what we got coming up. We're going to be back doing what we do best, and that's watching Nitro next week. It'll be the <laughs> June 9th, nineteen ninety seven. You know, I love me some nineteen ninety seven. Oh, good. I know what you're thinking. Well, what was so special about this one? In ninety seven, of course, we saw Sting repel down from the top a lot, and that became sort of his signature thing. But on this particular show, on the ninth of June he not only comes down to do that, but he does it to make the save for diamond Dallas page. And then he hooks DDP's corpse up and then takes it up to the rafters with him. It's the first time and only time that we saw that. So we'll watch that one next week. And then the following week, we have got uh, a little more 1997. We're going to watch two episodes of ECW's hardcore TV back to back, both June 10th and June 17th from 1997 with a recapping One of the more important shows from ECW that year, it was Wrestlepalooza, but it wasn't a pay-per-view, but it was a tremendous show. It's the swan song for Raven in ECW, and they really kick off this WWF angle in a major way. And then we'll wrap up the month of June on the 24th when we show Great American Bash 2000, which coincidentally does have the Human Torch match that I made fun of earlier with Vampiro and Sting. That's coming up. Uh, at the end of the month, but our little bonus episode that we're going to do over at AdFreeShows dot com in the month of June is Victory Road two thousand eleven. Uh, this is a, a pretty controversial episode because on this particular show, Jeff Hardy was in no condition to perform, and they didn't know that until he got to the ring, and Eric Bischoff had to walk to the ring and call an audible, and we get to see it unfold. And the reason this is coming up now is because just this past Friday, WWE did a rather controversial angle where they made his real life substance issues an on-screen situation. Mm. So we'll, we'll revisit all of that in June. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hope you'll join us over at adfreeshows.com or patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday, but don't forget, we've still got that big get together, uh, that we're still planning on doing. And I do want to mention too, that, The really fun thing we did for a bonus show this past weekend over at adfreeshows.com is you and I covered that basketball game that just went viral for the first time between the stars of the NWA in 1988, when they did a charity basketball game against the Charlotte police department. That was a lot of fun. That's up at adfreeshows.com. That's also where you can catch that series. We were sort of teasing earlier with Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone on the road. And Tony, we've got a bunch of, uh, fun t-shirts besides just the new one, which shows, uh, the, I broke Lois's arm. We've also got two that I know you're going to enjoy the crash test, Tony. We've got worst wheelman in the history of the business and Shivani body shop where who you call when you hit a wall. Uh, those are all available now at lowestrules.com. I I have a, a friend at the office, um, They'll do some work with not technically an employee, but they're on the peripheral of my real business. And I showed them the hashtag M I N L F and they got it right away. <laughs> so mother, I no longer, you know, the rest, check it out. lowestrules.com. Tony, we've done all our shilling. We've done all our teasing. I feel like it's about that time.
2: It is about that time in the ring. Now doing an interview. With Mike today is the American Dream Dusty Rose and Conrad Thompson. And now the smoke is billowing out of the tunnel. And here comes Elix Skipper with a plate of Riblets. And he also has a plate of Mozzarella sticks. He's coming to the ring. Uh, And now a fight breaks out between
1: Dusty Rose and Conrad. Who's going to get the Riblets? Who's going to get the Mozzarella sticks? We don't know, but we're desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll
2: see you next week on What Happened When. Don't forget, we are only on Westwood One. And Mondays, we're on with our great friends and our great fans only on Patrone.
0: Join us at patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday and hope to see you in Huntsville later this summer. All right, guys, thanks for checking out What Happened When. We greatly appreciate all of your support here on the show. We're having an absolute blast every single week, and we've got a lot of fun stuff coming your way. I know we did a rundown, but I want to remind you that you get all of these shows early and ad free. Coming up tomorrow on Grill and Jr., which is already posted, is an episode about Stone Cold Steve Austin walking out on WWE back in 2002. We discuss it in long form with the guy who convinced him to meet with Vince to come back. Stone Cold's good pal, good old Jr. We're gonna break that down tomorrow. It's more than two hours. You don't want to miss it, and it's available right now at adfreeshows.com. This coming friday it's all about ecw's one night stand 2005 and it's a little bonus content from bruce we recently covered in your house that was scheduled a couple of weeks ago but bruce couldn't make it well it's up and available now at adfreeshows.com and eventually it'll make its way to the main feed but what won't ever make its way to the main feed are bruce and i discussing wrestlemania 8 maybe one of our most requested topics and very recently we sat down and watched an old episode of saturday night's main event from april of 1990 so remember now we're just less than a month into the ultimate warrior becoming world champion. Hulk Hogan is no longer champ, but Hulk's going to be in action with Mr. Perfect. The warrior is going to defend against Haku and there is some tremendous stuff in between. How about this demolition walked down the aisle to observe one of the greatest WF tag team matches of the era, the rockers versus the heart foundation. So much good stuff. This episode is littered with old arrogance commercials. I had a blast watching it, and it's great to get Bruce's insight. It's available right now at adfreeshows.com. And man, I got to tell you, if there's anybody who loves adfreeshows.com more than Eric Bischoff, I've never met him. We just posted a bonus piece of business where we talk about the time that Eric booked himself to beat the Young Bucks. Yes, that's a real thing. It actually happened, and uh, we break it down in long form over at adfreeshows.com. I also get to pick Eric's brain about what happened during his most recent run in the WWE. Before he was unceremoniously shown the door. Uh, It's often a joke. The 83 days in the WWE. We'll get the real story right now at adfreeshows.com. And if you're listening to this show, man, you probably love the old school. Well, it doesn't get more old school than Arn Anderson. We've just watched him have his only NWA title shot against Barry Windham. It happened at Slambury 93. He wasn't successful there, but he was successful when him and Tully won the tag titles. When Barry Windham turned on Lex Luger to join the four horsemen, one of the most memorable angles of 1988. We watch it together and break it down in long form. And coming up later this month, unfortunately, I'm going to punish our pal Arn. I'm going to make him watch himself lose the TV title to Renegade. Ugh! Check out all the fun we're having over at adfreeshows.com. And of course, if you love Tony Schiavone, you absolutely love the fact that we just did the NWA All Stars from 1988 playing in a charity basketball game against the Charlotte Police Department. So much fun stuff. Check it out over at adfreeshows.com. You get all this bonus content, plus all of our shows early and ad-free. A ton of legacy content as well, like Living with Lois, the old StarCast shows from one, two, three, and 4. That's more than 100 hours right there. And we're also converting the video to audio, so you can enjoy it on the go. And we've even started to upload old episodes of The Ross Report and where we all started, my podcast with Rick Flair. It's all available at adfreeshows.com. You don't want to miss it. It's only nine bucks a month to get you started. And there's different tiers from there, including the top guy tier, which eventually, once all of this travel band stuff goes away and things get a little more back to normal, we're going to get the band together for a weekend here in Huntsville with all of my co hosts, except, well, maybe one. But check it out right now adfreeshows.com. It's where all the fun's happening.